1: What
2: up, everybody? It's Rob Brandt.
1: And it's Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt.
2: Welcome back to episode 122. They're all wasted. The Waste Management Open. Phoenix, Scottsdale, let's ride.
1: I love it, Rob. I love it, man. So we just got back from Phoenix. You and I, we were out there for the bachelor party Oh, weekend. did we ever, Ricky boy. We We turned that town upside down. I think the whole town knows you had a great time. A little cold out there, Frank, huh? (laughs) Hey, honey, can we go to KFC? (laughs) So on episode 121, we talked about Arizona State University and how amazing their athletic facilities are. But on this episode, we're going to talk about the greatest golf tournament on the PGA Tour circuit, okay? And- It's called the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It takes place every year, Super Bowl weekend in Phoenix. We're going to get into the details here, Rob. But one of the things I like to point out when I talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open, in addition to you and I having been there many times and having just played the golf course itself, is that I think of golf and there being like this spectrum, of the 48 official tournaments every year on the PGA Tour. And on one end of the spectrum is the Masters Tournament, which we are very familiar with. I think the world is very familiar with. But on the other end of the spectrum is the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is straight out of Happy Gilmore. The scenes are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The attendance every year, the college kids, it's just a one big party.
2: Yeah. And it's the perfect storm. It's the perfect weekend to host a golf tournament. It's Super Bowl weekend. Uh it's amazing. Phoenix plays host to the Super Bowl. So when you when you get the Super Bowl in town with the waste management open again, that perfect storm. And that's what happens this year.
1: It's perfect timing. This is the time now where if you're a sports fan, if you're listening to this podcast, This is where you get out in advance and start to make your arrangements to be in Phoenix in February, Rob. They call this the People's Open and the greatest show on grass because of the electric party atmosphere. And we have to talk about the famous 16th stadium hole. They take this par three and they turn this par three into a absolute arena looking type situation where there are just levels of sweets and like a party atmosphere down by the green filled with college kids. I mean, that's definitely the coolest hole in golf.
2: Uh, yeah, easily. It's uh, the Coliseum. I think they nickname it.
1: That's because exactly it looks, right.
2: It looks like something at a gladiator and <laughs> the players enter from almost underneath the ground. Like they come through a tunnel like they're taking the field for the Super Bowl, um, it was unbelievable. And we played there. We just got back. We just played that that hole. So come February, we're gonna be staring at this hole, just remembering that Rob double bogeyed and Rick parted. So hey,
1: almost aced it. I'm not gonna lie, Rob, almost aced it. I In was high. playing with a ball In that high. said "Rick lives more, loves Morgan." I mean, this thing just sailed right by the hole, man.
2: Right there. That's our story and we're sticking to it.
1: Hey, listen, I can't believe how short this hole is though. It's only 163 yards, 163 yard par three, the Coliseum, the loudest hole in golf. It's epic.
2: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And again, you brought it up like the college kids in town, February, they're back in school, schools in session, ASU, University of Arizona. Uh, they break their they break the record for attendance every year for golf tournaments. It's madness. They wait. They call this the Wasted Management Open.
1: <laughs> it draws the, nearly seven hundred, nearly seven hundred enthusiastic spectators each year. That is bonkers, Rob. Seven hundred thousand.
2: Right. Oh, okay, you just said seven hundred, and then
1: <laughs> was it? Well, I had to pause. I had to pause just because, like. That's a lot of people, 700,000 people.
2: No, but the first yeah. go the first go around, you said 700 and then just- Yeah, you
1: know, like, I felt like you were still talking. So I wanted to give a little pause there in case you wanted to finish your thought, but <laughs> that's all, that's yeah, all. Yeah, I'm high all. as a
2: kite right now, Rick. <laughs> I have wild. no idea where the phone is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so a couple of fun <laughs> facts about this tournament. Well, first off this year, like you mentioned, it's taking place- early February, get your tickets now. Last and, t- day- and
2: tickets are affordable. It's not crazy. Like anyone gets tickets for this.
1: Oh, that's why they have 700,000 people attend this. Tickets are not expensive to go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. What is expensive is trying to get a ticket onto the 16th hole. That's where the dollars go up and uh, it is a little bit more challenging to get onto that hole.
2: Yeah, absolutely so.
1: So, Rob, I just want to run through a few things here. Last year's Masters champion and eventual player of the year, Scotty Scheffler. What a year. He's the reigning Waste Management Phoenix Open champion. It was his first career victory this past February in 2022 when he won it. So he came onto the scene. He's a household name now. But. Just this past year, he hadn't even won a golf tournament. And his first tournament he won was what is now known as the WM Phoenix Open. So pretty cool way to start off your career.
2: Very cool way to start off your career. And then you follow it up with a master's victory. Yeah,
1: this guy is on fire. Later. Brooks Kepka had won it the year prior. A lot of big famous names have won it over the years. I mean, Rob, Jack Nicholas has won it. Byron Nelson, Ben Hogan, Gene Littler, Arnold Palmer, Johnny Miller. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Phil Mickelson, an Arizona State alumni. So, I mean, all good stuff there. And everybody's favorite, Ricky Fowler.
2: Yeah, Ricky Fowler, who's probably going to lose his PGA Tour card.
1: I hope not. I hope not. But he is in the brink of doing just that.
2: I almost lost it.
1: (laughs) So a couple other things that make the Waste Management Phoenix Open really fun is the celebrities that are in attendance. Every year, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Phelps, they're playing in the Celebrity Pro-Am. And when you and I have gone out there, we've encountered a couple celebs.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, dude, that was awesome. That Super Bowl weekend was nuts dude we ran into mark cuban like we gotta tell the mark cuban story condoleezza rice plumley blood brother there um I'm trying to think if there was anybody else like we were at the 16th green um in the all access like all you can eat all you can drink i think the mark cuban story is probably like, one of the funniest stories do you want to tell that story
1: I want you to tell the Mark Cuban story because I think the way you tell it is just spectacular.
2: All right. If you insist. So uh, here we are. Uh, Rick and I are walking uh, the back nine and we're trying to get to the 18th green and it is a zoo at the waste management just packed. And I guess Mark Cuban thought he could get into a golf cart and shuttled from wherever he was going to wherever he, wherever he was to wherever he was going. And that's not the case at the Waste Management Open because it turns into a log jam all over the place. And a golfer's teeing off, so the marshals are stopping everybody. And then quickly, it just turns into, like, you know, standing, everyone's standing, like a 1,000 people standing around, happen to be right place, right time. All of a sudden, we kept hearing people go, Shark Tank, Shark Tank. And we're just like, wait, what? And and someone goes, yeah, Mark Cuban's right there. And Mark Cuban was literally in his golf cart, no joke, like 10 feet from us. And being the bold and brazen and, you know, outgoing people we are, we could have stood there, but we go, nah, let's go and get a picture with Cuban. So my brother Rick goes up to Cube, the Cubester, Marky Mark that's what we call him now we're on such great terms so friend of the pod he um he goes up to cuban who's sitting in the golf cart and golf cart and and rick goes hey cuban you might if I get a quick picture with you and he goes yeah just make it quick man like he was in a huge rush and my brother looked at him rick looked at him and just goes you're not going anywhere <laughs> it's log jammed up here and he started <laughs> laughing And he goes all right whatever and he took up we took a I took a photo of Rick and him and then I tossed the phone back to Rick and I'm like, Hey, Hey Mark, could I get a, could I get a picture with you too? And he looked at me and just goes, why not? Why not? And I put my arm around him, put my arm on his shoulder. And he was wearing the softest material to this day that I've ever felt. It was it cashmere? Some, some sort of cashmere. My hand like evaporated into this like just i
1: agree that material of his sweater rob was just majestic
2: it it really was and i i i basically felt up his back shoulder and just like gave him a good old massage and i go i go mark this is is the softest material i ever felt in my life and he just let out he just let out a big old chuckle (laughs) great photo op too so we got a photo and then do you, um,
1: remember, do you remember what somebody yelled out in the crowd about how hit their what their name of their fantasy football team was? Yeah,
2: yeah. So that, so then
1: yeah. I mean we're standing next to this guy, yeah. we're taking pictures, and some fan yells out, go ahead, Ralph. Oh, I
2: I, I think I remember, but um you, you say it. Yeah. All right,
1: so a fan yells out, he's like, Hey, hey Mark, my my fantasy football team, they're named the Cubans. <laughs> And Mark just goes, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my it was God. hilarious. It you was, had to be there.
2: Yeah, it was really great. Great stuff. And then we're on the 18th green. You know, Rick was able to get tickets, um, some pretty epic tickets, some pretty epic hookup. And we're on the 18th green and Condoleezza Rice. We're in the we're in uh, like this, you know, all access um, ticket area and Condi is like sitting 10 rows in front of us with like uh, secret security. And and me and our friends are just hanging back and there's like, oh, I think that's Condoleezza Rice. And Rick just goes, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to her. And like literally walks up to the secret service and is just like, hey, Ms. Rice, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Like how'd that conversation go? What'd you talk about?
1: You know, I gotta tell you, that was the first time I had interacted with Condoleezza Rice. And at this point now- Wouldn't be least- the
2: last time. Would not be the last time.
1: I mean, fast forward a dozen years later or however long it's been, Rob. I mean, I've we've spent a lot of time together. I mean, she's literally <laughs> she's literally pickpocketed me before. So, um, I mean, Condoleezza Rice, shout out to you. Never, Thanks for never
2: getting that. On that
1: umbrella from me at the Masters. We'll get into that in a later episode. But um, at the time, you know, when we first met, things were all smooth. I didn't see that coming from her. I'm going to be honest. Struck me as a uh, real stand up woman. Nice gal.
2: Nice gal. Real class act over here. We
1: talked sports though, man. I mean, this woman, she was on the initial college football playoff board. Um, She's very involved with Stanford University and their athletics. She's a member at Augusta National Golf Club. So, uh, super involved with sports and can talk sports with the best of them. So, naturally, we hit it off. You guys were
2: hanging out for a while. I thought you were exchanging numbers. I thought there was going to be a second date. I thought there was romance and uh, you know, little hearts in the sky, but, you know, didn't happen like that.
1: There was something in the air that day, my friend.
2: Can we give us a Well, so <laughs> I
1: I digress. Let's get back to the waste management Phoenix open here before this podcast falls completely off the rails.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> give but, a little
1: history and let's talk about the cool yeah, i want to talk about the way and then we're gonna talk the about 16 surfing.
2: and all the cool stuff that's happened there
1: sure sure so a couple things to note here a lot of the pga tours events throughout the calendar year around the nation are run by organizations within their communities so like um you name a tournament and it's being run by local men and women who have affiliations to their community and are really just trying to put on this event to support their local community to bring in tourist dollars but to support nonprofits. and the Waste Management Phoenix Open is probably the most premier or well-known group that's associated with running their event and they're called The Thunderbirds, which, first off, has got to be the coolest name of any organization, the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds unite. (laughs) Thunderbirds. Let me give you some fun facts here. They have raised more than $165 million in the tournament's 85-year history. Active Thunderbird membership is limited to 55 active members. So at the age of 45, members become what are called life members. So you have these active members who are under the age of 45. They're the ones that are active and putting on the event every year. And most of the gentlemen who graduate uh, into that 45 and up category who are now known as life members, they too will also be very active when it comes to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, but it's really the active members who are responsible for putting the entire event together. And to date, there are nearly 350 members that comprise the Thunderbirds organization. Will Will Rick and Rob become members? Absolutely not. Absolutely why not? not? Why not? <laughs> Maybe why not? Courtesies of Mark Cuban, of course.
2: Yeah, so birds um, are amazing. Robbie, like they're 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 awesome. They're the life of a party. Like the cool thing about the waste management open too is the parties that go on and the concerts. Rick, tell the listeners about the concerts. All right,
1: cool. So the concerts are also one of the things that makes it so epic. They have this thing called the Coors Light Bird's Nest Concert Series, and it's this massive venue uh, that they just totally create with. Uh, tents and staging, but, like, for example, this year, this coming year, during Super Bowl week, if you were to go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, you could also see Jason Aldean and the Chainsmokers. Like, there are well-known musical performers that are just going to be on stage, and we saw uh, some when we were out there, too. Saw
2: Darius Rucker.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was great. It was awesome. Really enjoyed it. And so so they have that going on, Rob. And one of the other things that is a huge factor and component to what makes this tournament what it is, is its title sponsor, which is Waste Management. They've recently rebranded WM. So uh, if you hear that going forward in uh, papers or articles or on TV, it's the WM but um, for all intents and purposes, we're gonna refer to it as the Waste Management Management. They're this company that is revolutionizing the world and the way we recycle as a, a society. And they've been the title sponsor there, and they've just recently extended the partnership through 2030, so no end in sight there. They're committed to making the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the golden standard for sustainable events through innovative strategies, new technologies, and a strong commitment to recycling right, according to their website.
2: Investors, possibly you. Think about it. Prestige, worldwide, wide, wide, wide.
1: <laughs> I love that movie, Step Brothers, for anybody that doesn't know the right. All right, so but- let's
2: get to playing the course, Rick. Let's talk about playing the course. Let's talk about how you did, let's talk about how I did. Let's talk about 16. That. It would
1: be my, it would be my privilege and honor to talk about this course. So you and I, we showed up early with a few of our buddies there again, bachelor weekend, and we rolled up early, you know, we had a nice nine o'clock tea time. It wasn't the first one of the day. And, um, so we roll up, it's like nine o'clock and we get there around seven to hit the driving range, man. We stretched it out. We hit the links it was great, wasn't it?
2: It was a great time. Yeah, so we hit the driving range. We had a great time at the driving range. I
1: liked their practice facility. They had nice, yeah. like chipping area. You know, great chipping great. area.
2: The sand great facilities, was, the very sand, good. Facilities. The sand was buttery. It was buttery.
1: <laughs> well. It was only a, um, indication of what was to come exactly. on the eighteen holes because you were just living on the beach, man. You were in the sand every time I looked around.
2: Hey man, I love my, I love my, I love my beach, and I love getting a tan. So you know, that's what we do.
1: And so- we got some tan that day. It was a hot one, Rick. It was um, one hundred
2: and fifteen degrees.
1: It's really not the heat. It's it's more so the humidity that'll get you.
2: <laughs> man, we are no. killing the killing the quotes over here. On, on it,
1: it was a dry, dry day, but it was it was scorching. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was a yeah. hot one. Yeah. And you know, we should. Yeah.
2: Rick, there was a there was a hole that you hit that you drove the ball and you were out of bounds. So your shot was out of bounds. You were striping them too. You were really getting it after it. Like I was very impressed because you haven't played in a while. Like you're you were an avid golfer. You played a lot. You took some time off Threw on a couple of LBs and they're here nor there.
1: I'll tell you what, listen, you know what? You get engaged, you buy a house, you do some world traveling. And next thing you know, it's been nine months since you hit the link. So Actually. listen, we got out there, we knocked off or, or eating
2: of a salad, but that's neither here nor there. So whatever
1: you uh, want to <laughs> call it, you know? the front nine was not necessarily the best golf I've played in my life, but by the turn, like you said, we were striping it Perfect. and, uh, a lot of fun holes out there. The greens are in great condition. They've got a lot of unulation uh, to them. So kind of tricky and fun to putt on. One,
2: one, one that was really funny was you hit one into the sand, into the desert, and you found it. And then you were like, yeah, I'm about to stripe this ball right onto the green. And you chose to go like full force right into the green. And it just drilled. What did it drill, Rick?
1: I hit a cactus, Rob. Okay. So at one point I hit a cactus and the ball went into the cactus and didn't leave the cacti. So that was a donation to the course on yeah. that one. So 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 that happened. I'm gonna admit that. I'll 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 go out there and say that happened.
2: I also but, had I also had a ball that hit a cactus and had the spike in it off right. the drive
1: <laughs> I remember that the spike like the needle of the cacti was stuck in your ball you didn't <laughs> I don't even think notice it you putted with it I put it of and our I buddies go, we were with was like what
0: is that
2: yeah I hit the ball you know I, I teed off it hit a cactus didn't think much of it and then it was laying in the fairway and I was like all right cool you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit this and I hit my second shot And then I put it close to the green and then I hit my third shot, you know, some wedge shots, some irons. And you don't really notice it too much. And then I'm on the green putting and I'm wondering why my ball is like a weeble wobble. And then it goes in the hole and I just go, the hell's going on here? And I look at the thing, literally a spike, a cactus spike in the ball.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was a memorable day. And of course, the greatest memory we will have was when, We got to the 16th hole, the par three, 163-yard hole, and as you alluded to earlier on this podcast episode, known as the Coliseum, the loudest hole in golf, which that day, sure we were with a few buddies and there were some roars happening, but can you just imagine what it's like to have 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people just like chanting while you're off unbelievable
2: unbelievable and it's cool because yeah the 16's there but the 15th green is real the 15th hole is really cool like you're shooting onto an island and then you have to come across the bridge and it kind of leads into the 16 which is a lot of fun so the 15th hole is a doozy
1: agreed agreed everybody knows the 16th but the 15th is right there with it and it's a spectacular course the 16th hole is famous for a lot of hole in one. So, if you watch the waste management Phoenix Open, you will probably not see a hole in one. But if you are lucky enough to be there and witness one or catch a highlight on TV, you will see the crowd absolutely lose their minds. There's no repercussions for any of the activities that ensue for the 60 seconds after. The ball goes in the pin. Rob, all of the fans are throwing beers out onto the course. It's just a showering of Coors Light as far as the eye can see.
2: As far as the eye can see. Let it flow, baby. Let it rain down from the heavens
1: above. It's so cool. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you should YouTube some highlights of the Waste Management Phoenix Open after the episode is over. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, once in 1997, used his nine iron in the third round, like I said, of the 1997 Waste Management Phoenix Open, and made a hole-in-one. So there's been some legends of the game to strike it right on the 16th.
2: Yeah, and when we were there, we were actually in town to see Francesco Molinari. Yes, sir. Uh, Hit a hole-in-one there, Super Bowl weekend, and people lost their goddamn minds hurling beer cans on there was a thousand it looked like a thousand beer cans being thrown out onto the course they had to stop play they had to fix the divots from the full beer cans these weren't like like oh i'm done with my beer let me throw it here it Was like no i just bought a 15 beer but that was a hole in one so i'm gonna throw that right onto the green and it's a lot of logic
1: everywhere. <laughs> these college kids are using their brains i'll tell you man they are thinking smart yeah Forks and then up.
2: most forks up baby bear <laughs> down forks up. And uh, most recently Sammy Ryder had his uh, Sammy Ryder died. Ry- Ryder, die Ryder. Um, hey, listen, uh, had a hole in one.
1: Yeah, I would do the same. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I would do the same. All right. And one of the other things that makes this whole really fun and enjoyable is that everybody's in this like enclosed stadium. So, There's no really distractions. All eyes are on the golfers and what they do with their tee shot. And many times I remember us being there and the pros, no joke, will step up to the tee box and encourage the crowd to get loud as they go to tee off the ball, which never happens in any other tournament. Um, So that's pretty cool. And then the other thing is that regardless of who you are, so you could be Phil Mickelson from Arizona State University, John Rahm from Arizona State University, GM. or Sun J.M. It doesn't matter. You tee off. And if you put your ball on the green, it could be anywhere on the green. No, 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 uh, loopholes or anything. If the ball goes on the green, the crowd erupts. They give you a big cheer, like super excited, great job, well done. And that's got to be a cool feeling as a golfer. Eh, you eh, don't typically get that on the golf course. Eh, eh.
2: And on the flip side, Rick, what happens?
1: On the flip side, if you miss it, I'm talking by an inch. The ball is on and rolls off. If it doesn't stay on the green, they boo the heck out of you. And they are ruthless. And it's hysterical.
2: Uh, yeah, it's hysterical. They, the crowd there is is worth the... Uh price of admission. And for our listeners out there, something to know is that you don't have to go above and beyond and buy these thousand dollar tickets for the, all you can eat, all you can, all you can drink access areas. You can get general admission, but you have to like sprint to the 16 because they do have an area that is general admission. So you could buy like your 20 or 30 or $40 ticket, whatever it may be. And like, just get your ass over to 16 first thing in the morning and wait in line. And it just, you know, you can do that.
1: You can, you can. Um, It's tough, but that line was long. A couple other fun things about this hole is after the players tee off, oftentimes they'll throw things into the crowd. So I remember Bubba Watson was there and he had all these Oakley glasses, these really nice sunglasses from Oakley It was clearly something they worked out with his uh, sponsor and all of the golfers do it. So sometimes it's swag and shirts and sunglasses.
2: Autographing footballs and throwing them into the crowd.
1: That's what I love the most because it's Super Bowl weekend. So a lot of these golfers get into the football mode and they'll autograph footballs and throw them into the stands as they're walking from the tee box down to the green where their ball is. The other cool thing that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore, they've put an end to it, they kiboshed it, was the caddies, Rob, after the players would tee off, and after the last golfer, so if it was a group of two or three or four, however many, tee off, the caddies, with their golf bags and equipment and everything in on their shoulders, yeah. would then sprint. Full speed, no joke, like not holding back at all. These golfers would from the green, excuse me, from the tee box to the green sprint that like hundred yard distance. And they'd have to do it with all the clubs on their backs and navigate these cacti and boulders and all these rocks and elements that are in this short, small little fairway area.
2: Yeah, it's funny. You and actually, then like some of the highlights. By the way, use... the, fans, the fans of the Brothers Brand Podcast need to know you are an absolute psychopath because it was 115 degrees and Rick refused. He refused to wear the ribbon, <laughs> he chose not to wear the ribbon. He chose not to have a golf cart. The man walked the course. And not only did he walk the course, he walked the course in dark black pants and a black shirt. 115
1: degree weather rob you know what i'm proud of it i'm not going to be ashamed i'm not going to feel bad about doing that that's a pga tour golf course okay so i wanted to walk it just like the players walk it i wanted to experience the way they experience it and yeah i wanted to walk by the cacti. and in fact i'll tell you this i hit an errant shot on one of the holes on the back nine and it went off in like the cacti desert dirt rock area And I'm looking for my ball and my ball is like 10 feet from this big boulder, like really big boulder, obvious boulder. And so I go over and like, I assess my situation. I really just got to get it out of this and back onto the fairway. There's no way I can go for the green, uh, but I can put it up there kind of close and then have have a good, decent third shot, you know, hopefully put it close onto the green. But so... I'm in this area and I hit my shot and it was a really good shot. It was exactly how I wanted to hit the shot. And then I start walking back towards the green or towards the fairway and a uh, maintenance person happened to be driving by on a cart. And he said, he saw me over here. He offered me an, actually a really nice cold iced watered towel. So, I mean, it was hot. So when he gave that to me, it was like, I I thought he was God for a second when he handed that over to me. Like I right. needed that bad and he knew it and I knew it. And it was just like handing over a little bit of heaven to me.
2: So yeah, and like it was like dripping, changing, but it a was a piece threat. of heaven
1: nonetheless.
2: Yeah.
1: But so anyway, he told me about this boulder and I wouldn't have even thought or known about it. Shame on me as a golfing fan. But the story goes that back in two, uh, 1997, Tiger was playing in that tournament where he actually had that hole in one on the on the uh, 16th hole but this hole is like the I think it's maybe like the 11th or 12th hole or something and he hit his ball over in the same area I hit mine granted his was from like 100 yards further back because he was playing like from like where the pros play but his ball is over there and apparently it was deemed that this boulder was a, a, a loose impediment that could be moved And But it was just a, like, really, really heavy boulder. So apparently eight men in the crowd got together and pushed this massive boulder, huge boulder, off to the side just so Tiger could then access the uh, fairway and put it up towards the green. And he ended up going on, I think, to birdie the hole Mm -hmm. because they said these gentlemen... Uh, kindly moved this massive boulder and wow how cool is that
2: <laughs> that's pretty absurd so so then that's where rick picked up the boulder with one
1: hand one and threw it to the side <laughs> no there's a plaque there and everything and i stopped and read the plaque but i wouldn't have known if this guy didn't tell me so that's awesome. uh, everybody there was so nice and they were just so wonderful why are you um, yelling I don't know, man. I just get really excited about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I can't control myself. I can't control my voice. I cannot control my voice. So, Rob, long story short, get your ass to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's an absolute must. There's so much to do in that area of the country like we've talked about on prior episodes. And the weather is perfect that time of year. It's not going to be 115 degrees
2: not going to be 115 it's going to be a balmy 85 yeah
1: picture perfect i love it down there and uh i'd be willing to bet at some point we'll get back to the waste management phoenix open but until then we'll just enjoy it on television and for all you listeners out there i'm rick brand
2: and i'm rob brand we're the brothers brand thanks for listening